0: This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and touchdown with Casey Hudson
1: and Kaylee myself, yeah. which brings us to one of our, one of our little closing points. We started this on the last episode of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. We said that we were going to uh, close out the rest of this list on the next one. And we'll move pretty quickly through this, James, as we both have um, other things to run off and do in this crazy sports world that we love so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, we love um it. We love it. We absolutely love it. Um, we've got some free agents. Not some. We've got a lot of free agents on the, I don't want to say chopping block. That kind of feels a little extreme. It's not like I don't like these guys, but we've got some guys on the chopping block. Um, we discussed Tom Brady, coming or going, Levante David, coming or going, or I should say keep him or leave them because it's me and James's opinion here. Keem Hicks, Julio mm-hmm. Jones, Will Ghosting, Nacho, um, Kyle Rudolph. Sean Murphy Bunting, Aaron Stinney, and I think we left off with Josh Weld. I'm going to pop up to one that I don't recall if we talked about, but either way, we can make this nice and quick. Blaine Gabbert. Because if Tom Brady does or does not come back, Blaine Gabbard has been a consistent, solid QB, too. I actually did like a lot of things regarding Blaine Gabbard's game when he was the quarterback for the Jaguars. Um, I know there's some mixed reviews there. I think he's good enough to get the job done. I like that he's not afraid to be mobile if he has to be. And he actually has such speed on the ball. Um, Blaine Gabbard, would you keep him or leave him?
0: I've actually heard great things about Blaine Gabbert when it comes to off the field stuff. First of all, he was there for, he was there for Tom in the super bowl parade when Tom had a little bit of too much of that jalapeno tequila. It was all over the place. <laughs> jalapeno and,
1: tequila. Yeah,
0: and, and Blaine and Blaine was right there to kind of get his QB one off the boat and into the building. That's just, you can't ask for much more from a backup QB right there. And if that's not a microcosm you know? of it all, it's like, he's got his, his QB ones back. Um, But but in all seriousness, a lot of people have talked about Blaine's preparation, um, how Mm -hmm. smart he is at the quarterback position and how well he knows how to prepare his QB one and be there and see the field for him. And for a backup quarterback, I'm not just worried about if you can step up and keep the ship afloat. Can you help your quarterback one in in his reads and his preparation and helping you see where his game lies and where it's falling, you know, kind of short from a sideline perspective? And help him when he comes to the sideline. Can you be that good asset as a backup quarterback? And that's like that's a professional position to be a backup right. quarterback. It's it's important. So Blaine does that well. I, I I don't I don't think it's the easiest to find guys who can embrace that backup role like that and know where they are as a backup quarterback. So in that terms, I mean, if it's for a cheap price tag, if Blaine's not asking for something crazy, yeah, keep him, man. He's been here for he's been here for you know, X amount of years at this point. So might as well keep him in house.
1: Yeah. And you said something very important there, James, which is the fact that he takes that, he takes that backup role seriously, but he makes the most of it as well. He doesn't Mm. mind the prep work with helping the QB one. He is reliable in my opinion, when he goes in for QB two. And I think overall his, his off the field characteristics speak highly to what he can do for this team on the field. So love that perspective. I'm pretty sure this one's a shoe in for the out, but Gio Bernard, do you leave him or do you keep him?
0: Um, Gio was a was a rental just to get some running back depth because they saw like you know Leonard Fournette was banged up um, in the preseason coming in, and Rashad White was kind of our only you know steady running back. So Gio was you know comes in as a as a veteran to help. In the passing game to help as an outlet, but then Gio saw the field only on special teams by the end of the season. And Gio's mm-hmm. last play was a costly one. <laughs> was you know was, was know. a you know was wasn't wasn't the greatest moment that Gio had it was a penalty. So you know Gio, I, I would I would <laughs> yeah. say leave like I've always been a, a little Gio Bernard fan even when he was with the Bengals. Right, you know he kind mm-hmm. of. His, the end of his time was the beginning of Joe Mixon's time, but I loved, like, Gio has done a lot of good things for a long time in this league, but yeah, I just, you know what I mean? I just don't think his services are, are really necessary anymore here in Tampa Bay, but I, I appreciate well, him for for being a, a veteran in this league, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's the biggest thing there, is he has done a lot in this league, I think, because of where his career is at right now. It's, it's pretty forgotten the, the driving force that Gio Bernard once was. If he was healthy and was able to stay healthy, I'd say keep him for the depth. And especially if there's a potential for O.C. from the Bengals to come over this way. Um, it's his health. He's just constantly been banged up. It, the chest injury that he has had has felt like a recycled injury, which tells me you know he's never been able to get to 100%. And if he yeah. can't get to 100%, we need guys who... We're not waiting to put them on the injury report week after week. So, Gio, respect you, bud. But um, it's time to move on. Keanu Neal, I was really excited about this pickup because, first of all, I watched him at University of Florida, even though Boo Gators, don't be mad at me fans, um, did watch him at yeah, University of Florida, loved his play there. I love the fact that he can be versatile Is he strong? in every single category of versatility maybe not but he's he's effective maybe not efficient but effective which is cool because you can try some some different things you can rely on him a little bit and then kind of bring him back in with all of that said as a strong safety i like the fact that he's a heavy hitter mm-hmm. i like the fact that we started to see some of that this past season i definitely wanted to see a lot more but Health permitted off season, staying within a certain system, we could see another step out of Keanu Neal. So I personally would like to see him come back, um, and I would like to see him have a hell of an off season to become a bigger piece to the to the to the Bucks defensive puzzle.
0: I am all in on keeping Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal is a dog. Yeah, and yeah. maybe I just have some PSD for what he used to do to the Buccaneers when he was on the Falcons. <laughs> like Keanu Neal used to be a nightmare to play against mm-hmm. if you were, if you Buccaneers fans remember him playing all those years in Atlanta, because he knows how to put a hat on someone. And for a defensive secondary who was kind of insecure in itself a little bit, like, right. you know, a team who kind of knew what they had in the past, but wasn't seeing that from their defensive secondary. I think it made them a little bit timid and there's no timidness in Keanu Neal. Does it sometimes lend itself to some penalties? And we saw him collect some dirty laundry this season. He's going right. to have to shore that up, but I need a dog. I need someone who's like, regardless of what the score is, if someone's coming across the middle, you're going to feel me. And, and that, yeah. that kind of, that, that gives a little bit of, of confidence, a little bit t- of tenacity to a defensive secondary, and a defensive secondary who's young, right? Our leader is Carlton Davis, who, you know, barely getting off a rookie contract. So it's, you know, I love a veteran statesman back there. Like you said, a guy's a heavy hitter. And it's it's a Mm -hmm. dog. Like Keanu Neal's name kind of still holds weight in this league. And I want a wide receiver or a tight end when they're going across the middle to remember, like, oh, crap, Keanu Neal's back there. Let me me tread lightly. Yeah, let me tread lightly. Let me not go up all the way for this ball, because if I do, he's going to punish me. And I don't think we have <laughs> many, we don't have many guys back there. I like that. So I'm, I'm keeping it. Yeah.
1: And one thing that I do want to clarify on my whole rant about his versatility, I'm, I meant that in the fact that when he went from the Falcons to the Cowboys and they, they moved him to basically a linebacker at the Cowboys, the yeah. weight that he had, Man, had to put on doing? what he had to study to be functional in that position, mind you guys, he came back to a system where he was placed as a strong safety. So you're talking about cutting weight. You're talking about, you know, getting reacclimated to your original state, your original position, mm-hmm. and you're doing it with a new team and a new system. I say, and I think confidently, that remaining in this system, going into year two of understanding the system that much better, playing within your original role, he can get back to that full-blown thumper that the Bucks could totally utilize. So I agree. We're both all in with the thumper. Brashad um, Perriman, this can be quick. Keep or I'll leave him. Look, I was a Paraman fan, but leave, uh, keep him.
0: No, get rid of him. No, you got to keep, go. keep him. Brashad barely sees the mm. field every year. But when he does, he makes a weirdly big play every time. You One remember
1: out of the 17 catches that he draws. I, no, I, I, I don't I, have time.
0: I, I hear you. I hear you. If our, <laughs> if our wide receiver room didn't get hurt and leave the field all the time, I'd say leave him but we got a guy in Chris Godwin who is kind of in and out the lineup a little bit. Mike Mike Evans even himself picks about 3 games, not picks, but there's about 3 games, 4 games in each season that he misses too. And Brashad Perry, for what it's worth, this will be his third, fourth year at the Buccaneers now. He's got a rhythm down with Tom Brady. Tom Brady talks about his, his steadiness and how he just likes how he's a smart receiver and knows where to go on the football field. And I haven't seen many people make a game-winning play on this Buccaneers team in the past couple of years. And Brashad got a couple of them. So, hey, as long as I don't put too much stock in Brashad Perryman, I know who he is. Hopefully he doesn't have to be too big of a role. But if he's my wide receiver, five six. I'm cool with that, the depth that he brings to kind of just hold it down for a couple of games until I get my you know normal wide receivers back. I'm not putting I'm too much say, stock in him, Case. I'm mean, you know, I don't want him catching six, seven I balls a game, but but you know <laughs> he, he can stay around. He can stay around.
1: I get it. I was I was very much in full defense, like wave the Paramount flag. I was all about this guy over oh. at Peterport. Do I think he's talented? Absolutely but he's too inconsistent and to be – you can't be inconsistent and unhealthy. And that's the biggest thing that's, that plays against uh, Rashad Pyramid. Sure. is that when he does sure. – he, he can't get into a rhythm because by the second game that he's given a chance, he's got a hamstring, he's got a knee, he's got a thing. His health is so – impossible to just have consistent on top of you know he'll drop two passes he'll make a beautiful big pass or big catch and then you know kind of be silent so you can't be inconsistent and unhealthy and that's why you know i'm telling you this hurts me to say it anybody that's seen me on pewter report knows i was all about this guy oh, yeah. i also called his overtime catch last season like look and as of somebody who went to ucf for a hot second All about it. He's got to (laughs) go. Logan Ryan. That's a big one that I wanted us to get to. Um, Logan Ryan, another guy. Very versatile. Very effective. He also couldn't really stay healthy. But when he's in, the feed off that him and Antoine Winfield Jr. have off of one another has been, you know, apparent for one, effective for another. We just didn't get to see it much at all this season because – there was never a time consistently where both of those guys were in the game, especially once Mm. you got past week four.
0: And also you talk about Logan Ryan's not a traditional safety, right? He's a cornerback move to safety in a Buccaneers defense. So that does take a little bit to kind of get acclimated to, but you're right. Case, when he was in there, the Buccaneers defense for the first, you know, four or five weeks were a turnover machine, they were getting two, maybe three turnovers a game. And we accredited a lot of that. to Logan Ryan in the beginning of the season, just health is a, priority and if logan ryan mm-hmm. really can't stay healthy at all that's going to be really tough you know to keep him but i i am i'm am in favor of what logan ryan did for this defense for what he can do and he checks kind of a lot of the same boxes except the hard hitting that keanu neal does and the sureness in the back end allowing our other guys to do other things yeah. but I, I think the reason he compliments antoine winfield so well is he allows um Antoine to be that box safety to his roaming safety in the back. It allows us to kind of bring Antoine Winfield up either in run support or in blitzing packages. So he's not covering so much in the back end and we can leave that to Logan Ryan, who's much more of a coverage safety than Antoine is a box and tackle and run support safety. So we have him back there because Keanu Neal is not a roaming safety either. Keanu Neal is a middle of the field kind of you know, punishing right. safety to hit you. Mm-hmm. Logan Ryan is that roaming safety to go get his hands on the ball. And, and you know, we don't he have that. He's guy
1: who could really pull turnovers, you know, the, but and, yet and, he wasn't in much.
0: And it's funny because Mike Edwards in the Super Bowl year was a turnover machine, but a lot of his turnovers came in the backfield and came in the box like they didn't come in interceptions. Logan Ryan is the one safety we have where his turnovers come down the field with interceptions. And I think that's big. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to have Logan Ryan back.
1: Love that. Same same page per usual. And even if we weren't, at least we both have such passion. Rashad, threw Rashad a back it up. <laughs> Rashad
0: threw a wrench in our chemistry. I didn't expect Brashad Perryman to be the to be the, the, the driving force between you know, us, Casey. That was that was it's always weird.
1: something. It's always never – it's it's never going to be obvious what's going to no, throw around between, between a pair. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, we respectfully agree disagree. We get with rest. that, Jolly Rogers fans, um, we've got nine more free agents to go, but we will pull that over to the next Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns episode along with the fact that all of those exciting bowl games for college athletes are going on as we speak, which means we will get better perspective on skills – um, we will get better perspective on potential placement in the NFL, and we will get that much more insight on mock draft round two. Maybe James and I will have a little fun and pick our top three guys for the mock draft. But when we get back to the next episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, we will break down those last nine free agents. We will get into the top standout guys in the bowl games, and we will kind of go over or start leaning into some potential college athletes that we think would be a good fit for the Bucks. And hopefully, hopefully we will have an OC name for you guys that we can talk about.